Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Friday, October 21st, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Friday, it's the end of the week. We made it another week down, another week down. Um, and I hope everyone has big plans for the weekend. I, as usual, have no plans. Yes, I know. I, know. I could play the world's smallest violin. But no, no, no big plans for me. I'll be watching some baseball games, hoping the Yankees can come back and defeat the Astros, which would be almost impossible. Watching the Phillies and Padres in the National League Championship Series. Boy, there's basically, what, two weeks left in the baseball season. Maybe, maybe yeah, two weeks and the baseball season's over. Funny, the baseball season's going so long this year because of the uh, lockout at the beginning that if there's a Game 7 of the World Series, it won't be till November 5th. That's what, a Saturday. That's three days before the election. So the World Series will end, and then the midterm election will happen. So it's actually the first week. The first week of November is going to be a, a big week with the World Series and then the midterm elections. So uh, that'll, be, that'll be very exciting. I think we'll all need, I know I will need a little vacation after the 8th. I know that for sure. I'll need to go away. I'll probably head to Florida after the election because I'll need, I'll need some time to breathe. I'll need some time to breathe. You know what else I'm going to need after the 8th? A new tagline. My tagline, vote Democrats out of office, vote them out now. I'll have to get rid of that after a year, after using that for almost a year. I'll have to end that. So I'm going to do a contest. What should Mike's new tagline be at the end of his show after the midterm election's over? I want people to come up with ideas, okay, of what my new – I can even go a little while without a tagline. It won't kill me. It won't kill me. But uh, I want to know what my new tagline should be after the midterm elections are over and Democrats are indeed – exiled okay so that'll be a little i'm throwing that out there maybe over the weekend people can digest it and think about what mike's new tagline should be going into 2023 going into year two of and let's be heard yes year two of and let's be heard um time flies okay so the heading of the show is trudeau the tyrant strikes again actually he didn't strike again this is something that he had done and it went into effect Today, it went into effect on Friday. And this was, this is his uh, handgun ban. So basically, it is now illegal to buy handguns in Canada. Canada is now a, to- a total, total, a total totalitarian state. And this was practiced over the last three years, right? I mean, Trudeau practiced his, his dictatorship. I like to call him wannabe Hitler in blackface or little Hitler in blackface. Um, Blackface because he's been he says photos of him when he was younger in blackface, um, and uh, of course Hitler because he's he doesn't want to be Hitler. There's no doubt about it. The, the way he locked his country down, you know we can complain about lockdowns, especially in Democrat states here, but it's a, even Canada, even California, New York, don't compare to what he did for the entire country of Canada for so long that finally after two years, after two years of Canadians being submissive. The truckers finally got together and did that little thing, which maybe people think wasn't a big deal. It was, what, a month, a month and a half. And they said, oh, yeah, Trudeau got here. He he really cracked down on it. But that was really the beginning of the end of COVID mandates, if you think about it. Really, that Canadian trucker protest was like the beginning of the end of COVID, not COVID, COVID mandates. 
It just took them two years, unfortunately. I wish it hadn't taken them two years, but better late than never, I suppose. But Trudeau now will have the ability to do what they did in China, where after a period of time, there's still a lot of guns on the streets, obviously, of Canada. But after a period of time, the guns will go away. People won't be able to buy guns. And the government will be able to crack down and do whatever authoritarian things they want to the to the citizens, which is why we have a Second Amendment here, by the way. Okay, we don't we don't have a Second Amendment here so people can go to shooting ranges or, you know, people can have 35 guns in their apartments or homes. We have a Second Amendment here to prevent the tyranny of the government on the people. Okay, to prevent what Trudeau did to his country, to prevent what they did in Australia. Remember, they took the guns away from in Australia a while back. And look what they did to them for COVID. They locked them down, what, six, seven different times? So that's exactly what Justin Trudeau wants to do. He wants to be able to do what they did in Australia, in China, in communist China, when no one has a gun, where the police, those ridiculous police in those white hazmat suits were able to just totally, totally dominate the people and, 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 and intimidate them. And the people couldn't do anything. They had no recourse. Once again, that is why the second we have the Second Amendment, to prevent the tyranny of the government on the people. That's why, okay? So, also, of course, if you want to take, even if you want to not talk about the authoritarianism or the idea of, of the government having tyranny over the people, the idea of banning handguns is absolutely asinine and moronic and is more shit liberal, uh, I guess, ideology that makes no sense because... The criminals aren't going to listen to that. The criminals aren't like, oh, oh, Justin Trudeau. I'm trying to be a Canadian criminal. Oh, you know, oh, Justin Trudeau is going to say no guns, so we're not going to have any guns. Oh, yes, right. Sure, the criminals will listen to him. The criminals won't be able to get guns anymore, right? Criminals will not be able to get guns in Canada anymore. Well, you know who won't be able to get guns in Canada? Are the people, are the good people. So, therefore, the good people, the law-abiding people, will not be able to protect themselves from the bad guys who can get guns Whenever they want in the, on the, in the black market, however they want to get them, you know, they'll get them just like they get them here in big cities, right? Do, do these big, see, schmuck faced Trudeau. This is why you have to feel this is much more about authoritarianism than the idea of, of, um, you know, of, of, of taking guns away from people because you think guns are bad or, or, or it has to be an authoritarian reason because if you look logically, at the reasoning, it makes no sense because just like in this country, we're in Chicago and San Francisco and New York and the blue cities where you have the strictest, strictest, strictest goal. It's almost impossible. It's almost impossible to be able to carry a gun outside here in San Francisco. It's nearly impossible to carry a gun in the streets in Chicago or New York. Yet look at the crime there. Why? Because the bad guys are on the streets with guns because they don't listen to the laws because they get guns on the black market as much as they want. So all you need to do is look at the blue cities here with the same kind of laws basically that Canada's going to have now. And is there no crime? Is there no gun crime in the big cities? Is there more gun crime in the red cities than the blue cities? This guy's a fucking idiot. But like I said, he probably knows what he's doing, actually. He wants the authoritarianism. He wants to be able to go and lock people down. He wants the people not to have any recourse when the government wants to take their rights away, their human rights, their civil rights. He is simply a wannabe Hitler. He is a dictator. He is a tyrant. He's a small, small man 
who I wish, Mr. Boxer, remember the photos of him when he was younger? He's a boxer. He's a boxer. I would love to get this this little machine in a room alone without his secret service, without his bodyguards, me and him in a room alone. Oh, please let this happen. If there's a God, I want that to happen one day. If there's a God, because I'll punch his dumb nose right down his dumb, stupid throat. This little low life that he is. This tyrant, this petty little man. This little, little man who only has his job because of his daddy's name. His daddy's name. Which, of course, always sickens me, no matter what the business is. Anyone who gets a job because of their daddy's name is worthless. And he obviously only has that job because of his daddy's name because he is a little ignorant tyrant. Okay? And a little ignorant tyrant probably wouldn't have gotten to become Prime Minister of Canada if his last name was Justin Smith or Justin Johnson or Justin Bafangul. But his name is Justin Trudeau. So you also have to blame the Canadians, right? The Canadians went for that crap. Oh, he'll be like his father. Well, his father had his own issues. But no, this kid is not like his father. He's not like Pierre Trudeau at all. So part of the blame, of course, as usual... Because we get what we deserve, we get the representation we deserve, is that they voted for him. Is that they voted for him. And in the last election, they voted for him again, even though it's a minority party. Now, he lost a lot of seats. But still, he's still the prime minister. He's still the prime minister, and they should have kicked his ass out a long time ago. Kicked his ass out a long time ago. But, once again, two years of submissiveness in Canada makes me have very little faith in those people. Two years of total, total submissiveness gives me very little faith, very little faith that they'll fight back, that they'll fight back over this. Luckily, 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 we have a Second Amendment in this country. We have a Second Amendment in this country. So this can't happen here. Luckily. Thank God. Thank the founding fathers. And of course, Trudeau will push it as the government's move to reduce gun violence, but there's not that much fucking gun violence in Canada anyway, okay? There's not, it's not like an issue. It doesn't the issue like it is here. It's ridiculous. And he claims because of Uvalde they did this. So he was waiting. So another thing liberals like to do is liberals love to use, tra- use tragedies for their benefit. They love that. They wait for tragedies. They wait for tragedies. Like Biden's waiting for the next pandemic so we can do a four-month lockdown. They love tragedy. They love death and destruction and hurting people. They love tragedy. And, that, you know, they, they want people to suffer having to pay $10 a gallon for gas. They buy electric cars. They want them to go broke, not be able to feed their families. There's never a tragedy that Democrats don't salivate off of. And so we know that Justin Trudeau was waiting for the next mass shooting here because he knows, unfortunately, we have them here. A lot of people, things like that happen, unfortunately. And the Uvalde thing happened. And he immediately jumped on it. It was must have been like 24, 48 hours after that happened. So you know he was waiting for it. But what does Texas have to do with Canada? People buy this shit? He was just waiting for it. Now, he knew it probably wouldn't happen in Canada. It's very rare in Canada, even with guns being legal. But it happened here, and he jumped on it. And there you go. He got his tragedy, so he got his gun ban. And now he'll get his tyranny. He just cannot wait. He just cannot wait to take total control. Like Biden cannot wait to take total control and, and you know, 
shut down the, the shut down society for at least four months, at least four months. Next time, next time people get a cold, everything's got to shut down for at least four months. These people are insane. I mean, once again, we have insane people. And I'll, I'll talk more about Biden, uh, Biden, Biden, and I'll play a video because <laughs> because Jill is always guiding him. He needs Jill to guide in him around. The guy doesn't know how to go off a fucking stage. Have you ever seen a guy who can't doesn't know how to exit a stage? If when he finishes talking, he's totally clueless on which way to walk. I've never seen anything like it. We saw it once with Bush. Once again, showing how biased the media is. Biden does it every fucking event he does. He's totally lost. Okay, he's like a he's like a guy with like in fourth stage of dementia or Alzheimer's, has no idea where to go. And it's never covered on the mainstream media. Remember that one time, and I thought it was very funny too. One time W had was in China and he went he knew which way he was going, but he went to those doors that were locked and he pushed on them and he did that weird face because the doors didn't open. It was all over the media. What a moron he is. Because he went to a locked door. Meanwhile, Biden, every event he goes to, walks around looking for, he shakes imaginary hands, he high fives imaginary people. There's no talk about it on mainstream media. You have to go to Fox News to see those things. You don't get it on CNN. You don't get it on MSNBC or a bunch of crap, ABC or NBC or CBS. You don't get it. You don't see it. That's what you called Orwellian. They eliminate it. They delete it. They don't talk about it. And it's constant with him. It's absolutely constant with him. So he was at an event, I guess, and he started talking about, once again, this guy has been a professional liar for a half century. A half century. This is like a half, I think this is the anniversary, a half century of lying. He's a half, he's, he's such a sociopath. He's such a, he's such a, a, a habitual liar. That he's been lying for 50 years now. He makes stories up, right? Like the thing with, what's his name? Uh, well, well, first of all, it's plagiarism, which is why he had his first campaign he had to drop is plagiarism when he was caught. And um, back when actually they did journalism, if it happened now, they'd never, they wouldn't catch it. They wouldn't care about it. But back then they caught it. Um, and, you know, he's always making up stories about things he didn't do, like marching with the king and all this and all that. Things that are verifiable that he didn't do. I mean, actual things like, and this is, he did it again today. Something that's just not on his resume. It never happened. He said that after he was vice president, so that's 2009, right? Am I getting that right? Yeah. After he was no longer vice president. No, what am I saying, Mike? 2000, that's not like Biden now. Wow, time flies. So he was vice president until 2016, right? Yeah, so January of 2017. January of 2017. He um, was no longer vice president, right? And he said he took a job as a professor. When did Joe Biden take a job as a professor five years ago? He said after he was vice president. So he was vice president through, through 2016. Am I crazy? Right. So in 2017, I guess, or shortly thereafter, he took a job as, 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 a, as, as, as a professor. Just listen to him. I mean, I... It's absolutely insane. It makes no sense. It's just a total, it's totally made up. Then you wonder, why does he do these things? I mean, if he's in that bad shape where he's not lying on purpose, 
and he thinks he had a job as a professor five years ago. He has to be 25th Amendment. We cannot, he, we cannot spend two more years with this guy in office. Forget about running for re-election. He cannot be president until January 20th of 2025. If he thinks he had a job five years ago, he never had. But here it is. I, I told you a true story. When I, uh, um, when I left the vice presidency I, after, my, after Bo died, I wasn't going to get involved in politics anymore. So I became a full professor at the University of Pennsylvania. But before that occurred, three universities came to me and said they wanted to interview me to consider my being a president of the university. My wife, who's a professor at a community college, has two masters and a PhD, but she's smarter than me. Uh, and uh, she looked at me, she said, if you do that, I'm leaving you. <laughs> she said, it's one of the toughest jobs in America, especially if you start arguing about parking spaces and office windows. I, I told Joe Biden once again claims he became a professor at UPenn after leaving the vice presidency, where he never taught a class, and then claims three universities offered to make him their president. So you can also believe, of course, you can also be sure that that thing where he said what Jill said she'd leave him never happened, obviously. He made the whole thing up. He made the whole thing up. What is wrong with this guy? How is this guy president of the United States? Someone tell me, how is this guy president of the United States? We know how he, quote unquote, won an election in 2020. Um, And we know that Trump derangement syndrome brought on mostly by the left wing media uh, caused a lot of people to vote against Trump. And that's why he became president. Once again, proving that if you have any election where you're voting for one, if you're voting just to get rid of one person, not for the other person who's going to actually be in office for the next four fucking years, this is what you get. This is what you get when you don't vote for someone, you vote against someone. This is what you get. This is what you get. Just to get rid of Trump, you were left with this. Now, people don't, people don't seem to understand this. It's not like you get this guy for a week. It's like you get rid of Trump and you get this guy for a month. You got him for four years, minimum. Okay, and that's what happened. Once again, we get the representation we deserve. And I know I know the establishment couldn't allow Trump to win again. I understand that. We know the establishment could not allow Trump to win again. So whatever needed to happen, whether it was legitimate vote with mail-ins or illegitimate vote with mail-ins, whatever it may be, they had to do their best to make sure Trump wasn't reelected. And then by doing that, they may just get him reelected again. Right. But hopefully it's the Santas, though. But anyway, um, this is this is getting to the point now where it's 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 absolute. And here's another one. Here's another one. I'll play this. You really need to see this, but I'll play it anyway. This is an interview he just did where he legitimately he's he's doing a one on one. He's doing one of those one on ones on MSNBC and he falls asleep. He falls asleep and you'll hear this. You can see the video if you go on uh, RNC, if you go on Clay Travis's, it's all over the place. Uh, RNC Research put it up, but Clay Travis also has it. He legitimately fell asleep as the interviewer is talking to him, doing a one-on-one. Think about, you know, people don't understand this. I've been in this business. A one-on-one, there's cameras. There's probably 10, 15 people around him. There's the extreme lights, very bright lights. And yet he still, for a couple of seconds, fell asleep. You'll hear that when the interviewer says, Mr. President, as they're like, wake up here. 
Okay. My intention Hold to, on. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention. My intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh, Dr. Biden thinks that, uh, my wife thinks that, uh, that I, uh, that, that we're, that we're doing something very important. Can you believe this? He said, Mr. President, oh, he fell asleep. And then he was still sleepy. You can tell in the last few seconds, <gasps> Joe Biden, my wife. This is, this is, this is absolutely pathetic. This is pathetic. He's falling asleep during a one-on-one on MSNBC. <laughs> it's, oh, I've had therapists do that on me, fall asleep. I must be, I must be a boring person. I must have a boring life. I have boring issues. But the president of the United States falling asleep in the middle of a fucking interview? Now, once again, let's play the what-if game. I love playing the what-if game. I played it for the last year. What if Trump had lied about being the professor of a uni- the professor of a university and being uh, asked to be the vice pre- the president of universities? What if Trump had done that? What if Trump had lied about being a professor? And what if Trump had fallen in the middle in the sli- asleep in the middle of an interview? Would we ever see or hear the end of it on CNN, on MSNBC, on AB, on a, all, every, a bunch of crap? ABC, NBC, CBS. Would we ever hear the end of it? No. Now, in order to in order to know these things happened, you need to either watch Fox, listen to podcasts like mine or go on social media. It's the only way you'll find out these things happen. It's the only way you'll find out the president lied about being a professor and the head of a university. And the only reason you'll find out that the, that the president of the United States fell asleep in the middle of a one on one interview on national television. And this is the country we live in now. This is the country we live in now, where we're electing people like this. We would even consider electing someone like John Fetterman. Forget about who's running against him. I believe a very strong candidate's running against him. I would absolutely vote for Oz. I wouldn't just vote against Fetterman. I would vote for Oz. I think he's a good candidate, solid candidate. But to, to think that Fetterman could win, maybe, may very well win, is absolutely astonishing. It shows where we are. It shows where we are in this country, how pathetic this country has become, how pathetic the people here, the voters have become. That they will consider voting for a guy who cannot put two sentences together without a closed captioning screen. Along with his politics. But, you know, his politics aside, his politics are disgusting. He wants to let people out of jail early. He wants to give people second, third chances after they kill people. Come on. He said he's a soft on crime. He believed he wanted to defund the police. Now he says no. But of course, he was a big progressive, big progressive into all the progressive causes, such as like defunding the police and giving criminals, violent criminals, second and third chances. All this stuff that is so was it ever in date, but it's certainly not in date now with the way crime is. So a guy like Fetterman, a guy like Fetterman, who lived with his parents till he was 50, uh, was mayor of a town where his salary was a buck 50 a month before he became lieutenant governor and was a, a lieutenant governor that I don't know if he was, I don't think he was ever elected ineffectual, nothing only made something by the mainstream media. It was during COVID. They made him something. The MSNBC, CNN made him something, a regular guy, jogging suits. He wears jogging suits. Cause he's so out of weight. 
He's not going to wear a tight suit like Eric Adams. He's a, you know, who wants to show off his muscles, buff muscles. So it, it's, it, it's absolutely insane. Anyone would even think about voting for this guy, especially after that stroke. This is a six. Once again, you're not getting him for a month. It's not like we got him for a year, then we can get rid of him. It's six years, the longest term of any position, right? Six years. Six years. And as doctors say, there's no guarantee he's going to get any better. And there's a possibility he would deteriorate. If he was confident that he could handle it, he would give more than one debate to Oz. He's giving him one debate. He's giving him one debate, like a few days before the election, for one hour. And with his closed captioning shit, were they going to cover two issues, three issues? Because he's afraid. Because he can't speak. And also, he can't can't defend himself on the issues. Because every issue, he's on the wrong side of every issue. Wrong side of the economy, wrong side of crime, wrong side of, of, of immigration, wrong side of everything. Plus, he can't even fucking talk. Yet, he's got a D next to him, you see. And that's the cult. And I would say the same thing, and I've said the same thing, if an R was next to his name and people were considering voting for him. These cults have to end. This cult mentality has to end. That's why I'm a proud independent. Yes, I, I despise Democrats. I want every single one of them to lose in two weeks. But I will not become a Republican either. I do not believe in the two-party system. I don't believe in the cult mentality of the two-party system where everything our cult says is right everything the other people say is wrong we can never vote for someone with the other initial and for this it's the most idiotic anti-intellectual thing i can ever think of and in any aspect of life that someone has a certain letter next to their name and you either will definitely vote for them we definitely won't i mean there have to be that has to be 5% of the time, 5% of the time, 10% of the time, maybe you'd vote for the other party. And in a case like this with Oz and Fetterman, you can't fucking vote for this guy. You can't. The Democrats should have fielded a better candidate. A better candidate should have won that primary. That's the Democratic Party's fault. That's the Democratic Party's fault. Okay. And in situations in the South where have been the guys like what, Roy Moore, whatever his name was. Where someone's like, that's running, that's the Republicans' party fault. Someone should have beaten them in a primary. I would never vote for people like that. But it's truly amazing. Remember that, though? That Was it Roy Moore? Remember he lost by, like, one point? <laughs> what, was he, like, a molester of, like, girls? He lost by one point because of the, of, of the cult. It's a cult. When you're in a deep blue state, especially, or a deep red state, I know Pennsylvania's kind of mixed. Still... A quarter million more racial Democrats than Republicans. But it's a cult. It's a cult. And that's the problem. And that'll continue to be the problem here. You know, that'll continue to be the problem here, which is why, thank goodness, independents make up 50% of the electorate. The Democratic Party is shrinking. The Republican Party has shrunk. Well, the Republican Party is growing more now because of how bad the Democrats have been over the last three years. But still, they're both, what, 25, 28% each. That's why it's great to be an independent. I like being an independent. I recommend this for everybody. Then you can make your decisions based on the, based on maybe what that party has done, what a certain party has been doing for the last, what have you done for me lately? What have you done, what have you done in the last two or three years? What are your policies now? What's your narrative now? And of course, going campaign by campaign, depending on who's running, who they are as people. Of course, Democrats want to peg everyone who's running as a Republican as being Trump, right? Of course, that's their game. It's a stupid game. It's an idiotic game. All humans are different. But that's the game Democrats want to play. 
In fact, in many states, if you live in a competitive state, you won't see it in New York or, or Mississippi or Alabama or California. You won't see it in a deep breast state. But if you're in a purple state, a swing state, you'll see a lot of ad campaigns, right? A lot of ads. And every Democrat running against Republican is, has an ad with Trump. Every single fucking one of them has an ad with Trump. God forbid the person running for office maybe was sitting next to him uh, at a dinner or shook his hand or was sitting six rows away from him at an event. Forget it. That's that's on that's in the ad. <laughs> so ridiculous. But this is the game they play. For those of us with a brain, it's easy to see through. But some people can't see through it because they don't have a brain. <sighs> so look. When you're talking about, I, I really meant this to be a, a, a Friday potpourri show where people can call in. And you can. If you want to call in and talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. It doesn't have to be about Trudeau and guns. It doesn't have to be about Biden or Fetterman or Oz or anything like that. It's, if you want to make it a potpourri Friday, if you want to talk about anything, fine. But um, I, I think that we're at a point now we're what, 18 days away right 18 days out from this very important election i'm not going to use the cliche that it's the most important election because we, every two years we say that right every two years this is it this is it but i do think it's it's very important because of what happened over the last three years of covid regulations and mandates and the destruction of the economy and destruction of the human soul and everything the democrats have done to us and the, this incredible wokeness. And I saw a poll yesterday, and it showed that even even the majority, slim majority, but even the slim majority of Democrats think this Democratic wokeness is a bad thing, that it's going to cost them in two and a half weeks. You see, this is part of the problem now with the Democratic Party, is this is this idea of wokeness. I just saw, Greg, I'll get you in one second, one, one thought. There was Microsoft put out, <laughs> Microsoft Talk about wokeness. Put out a tweet today. If anyone had seen this, I wish it was a visual medium here so I could show it. But if you go on the Microsoft, the real Microsoft blue check mark account on Twitter, you'll see it. They've added to the LGBTQ plus blah blah flag. It gave me, it put me into an epileptic fit. And this wasn't a parody. They've added like a million different things to it, colors, and it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. And this is serious. They are serious about this. And this is the wokeness coming from the left that's permeating society and is going to cost them dearly on the 8th. And it should. And it should. Greg, you're on the show. What's up? Greg? Yep. Oh, I got I'm you. Go ahead, Greg. Go ahead. I'm just wondering if... Um... When David Sachs started calling, um, he uh, struck some deals with people to start shows. Did he strike one with you? Who? The founder of Colin. Oh, I don't. I don't. I have no idea who David Sachs is. I don't, I, the, let me tell you how I found Colin. The way I found Colin was I was just on Twitter one day looking through my feed, and I saw Glenn Greenwald, who I follow, had put a link, and he said, "I'm going to be on Colin," and I said, "What the hell is this?" So I clicked on it. And it brought me to the site. And I said, oh, because I had been doing a podcast on, I think I started on calling maybe five months ago. I'd been doing a podcast for about six months just on Spotify, you know, just recording it. So I couldn't do it. It wasn't live. I couldn't take calls. And I'm thinking, gee, because my background's talk radio. So I was thinking, I wonder if there's a platform where I can maybe do a live show and take some calls. And then Glenn Greenwald put that link up. And that's how I started doing this. I didn't, when it, did you know when this started? How long ago this started? It's pretty new. Um, 
It's actually seems to have been around two, three years. I think it uh, ramped up more recently. And what's the guy's though. name? Sachs? Yeah, David Sachs is a right-wing billionaire. But um, the show's on call on a more... And he, the, the, from what I've seen, the show's on call on the most left-wing, aren't they? Well, actually, David Sachs is involved in a movement to kind of unite the left and the right wing into a reactionary movement. And the um, le- so-called left shows on call-in tend to be this, what we call post-left or sometimes fake left, where they're on the left, but that, for example, they support Russia's war in Ukraine. Oh, who doesn't? You, and, who, who doesn't um, support Russia's war in Ukraine? I mean, look, the fact... Wait, 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 wait. You no, no, support wait Russia's Sorry, war in Ukraine? Wrong. They support Russia's... Wait a minute. So they support Russia? Who? Yes. Who? Who? who, who well, this, you should listen to some of the other shows. This is the main thing among all these so-called lefties. They're lefties, but uh, they're kind of part of the uh, America always bad, therefore whoever opposes America is good kind of... Fake well, I, I, you know, I wish I had more time and, to do that, but I, I've just gone through it quickly. And the people I notice are, are very Bernie Krat progressive people like like David Sirota and Brianna Joy Gray, his press secretary. Right. I see those two have have shows on here a lot. Um, those are not establishment Democrats. I mean, those are those are progressives. Those are Nina Turner, Bernie Sanders progressives, aren't they? You're right. You have a good point. I don't listen to those shows quite as much, but it seems like the most common shows, um, the ones that are on often are people who actually reject, for example, Bernie Sanders and AOC as being too establishment, for example. Well, I don't know. I just, I don't see, once again, I don't, I've got a general, most people who call this show who actually know call-in, I've had a couple of callers say, I go back and forth all the shows, and they seem to say that most of the shows are progressives. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just saying they they report to me that they've listened to they're listening to progressive shows on here, you know. So, I, all right, that's interesting. Know, so. One more thing: Do you really think voting for Doctor Oz is the intellectual thing to do? Yes, I do. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, look. It's not. I understand. It's not the best situation when you have someone who's a so quote unquote celebrity running for office, but that's something we deal with now in this country. Why is it something we deal with in this country? Because it takes so much fucking money to run and you have to have connections and you have to know people. Remember, but remember Dr. Oz was, was the, who was it? Who created Dr. Oz? You remember who created Dr. Oz? Yeah, not exactly a right winger, not exactly, you know, not exactly a uh, Trump lover. <laughs> I wouldn't say more like an Obama lover. So not a progressive, very establishment loaded, obviously. But um, it's not like it's not like he was created by a he like he was created by uh, Sean Hannity. He was created by Oprah Winfrey. Okay, so I think Dr. Oz comes from the same position I came from, like former Democrats who like voted for Obama twice and are now tired of the no common sense, ultra woke, ultra woke Democratic Party. And I think he's, he, he said, especially during COVID, I think as a doctor, he said the way they're handling it is wrong. That's how I first came to know about Oz running. He started talking about mandates and lockdowns and all this being wrong that he was right about that we now know he was right about. So I like common sense people. And to me, Oz is not the perfect candidate at all. 
but I think he's a common sense guy. He's a smart guy. And unlike Fetterman, he's like, a, you know what? Why don't we like talk up success more in this country? Why do we not? Why do we say if someone's successful, they're corrupt all the time? The guy was a successful doctor and then he became a successful TV person. Two things. It's very it's hard to be a successful doctor or a successful TV guy. But to be both means the guy has some kind of intelligence, some kind of get up and go, some kind of drive about him. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. I really don't. Once again, I'm not like this huge Oz fan, but choosing between Oz and Fetterman to me is pretty easy. It's pretty easy. All I can say. Where do you live? I live in well, Europe. You're European. Are you a former American? I'm an American, but I live in Europe. Where in Europe do you live? I live in Central Europe. Why did, why did you leave, if I may ask? I'm just kind of a European guy in general. What does that mean? The food? The culture? Um, I think... Um, the basic standard of living and reality of life for people who are not, who are regular working class people in America has plummeted for decades now. And um, life in general in most of Western Europe is much more pleasant. In many oh, I, ways. I don't disagree with you. I mean, I'd never lived in Europe. I lived in uh, the most European place I've lived in is Montreal, Canada. And uh, obviously not Europe, but a, a taste of Europe. Let's, let's put it that way. A, ta a taste of Europe, at least before Trudeau, a little taste of Europe. And I loved it. And I said, wow, if this is if this is more of what Europe's like, I would love to live in, in, in a European country. You know, not everyone, including myself, has the resources to do that, to just say, OK, going to pick up tomorrow, head to Europe and start a life there. But if you could do that. Uh, I'm kind of jealous of you. You know, I think, do you find that, do you, do you find that politics there is less corporate, less corrupt than here? That's a good question. I'm trying to think how to answer it. Um, I think in a way that politics is less important because they have so many institutional strengths that will never be touched no matter who gets in office. Um, they have very strong uh, workers' rights here. Very um, All Western Europe, of course, has uh, universal health care. Yeah. And um, they all have, you know, the, uh, the abortion laws were set a long time mm -hmm. ago, and no one really even argue the, argues these things. So um, all, everyone accepts these things as a given, and... There's no chance in, as far as I can see, in any politician running on getting rid of these things, you know, which would be maybe the corporate thing of trying to privatize uh, health care or trying to um, take away workers' rights and benefit of businesses. Yeah. I don't see that anyone would make uh, any inroads on in that. So in a way, politics is, is less heated because these, unlike in America where, like, it just seems like things are never settled. You know, it's like the abortion thing is never oh, settled. No one will ever just agree, okay, let's just have it this way and move <laughs> on. It's just, it's just never settled. And I feel like in, in Europe, these things are settled and they don't have to argue about them. And only 
you know, the fringiest people who never will get an office. Even yeah, but you know, them. people here, uh, the parties here bring them up for for election time issues. It's wedge. It's a wedge issue for election time. You know, you don't you don't hear that much about it in between the elections, but you hear a ton about it come election time. And you know, it's what, what were the three big ones? The three big ones here, I think, that come and go over the years: abortion, uh, gay rights, death penalty. I remember when I was younger, death penalty was big. It's not as big now. Um, but that, those were all those these wedge issues that would come around all election time that, like you say, were never settled. It was remember that remember death penalty was big during the uh, Dukakis, uh, Bush right debate, you know all that. So it's like it's uh, it's. I think here it's used more as an election wedge issue, which you cannot do in Europe. The people there just won't take it. They won't deal with it. It will it will have no effect on them, the way it has on people here. Don't you agree with that? And maybe that's why they use it here. I do, except I wouldn't agree that it's just a wedge issue as, you know, what's happening with abortion rights in the United States now. It's actually a very alive and hot issue that is in flux for half of the United States, half the population of the United States as having their right to abortion taken away as we speak by the Supreme Court. Well, I'm going to disagree with that. It was, it was, it's left up to the states. So that actually the people have, when the Supreme Court voted to allow abortion, they took the, they took the power away from the people and they gave it to nine justices to decide. And that's not the way the Constitution's written for a reason. The Constitution was written here so the nine justices don't have the, the power over the people. The people have the power. That's why we have states' rights. So, in other words, they gave it to the states. So if I live in Mississippi and I believe in abortion, I will then vote for people who believe in abortion so abortion is legal. If I live in California and I'm against abortion, I will then say, you know what, we have to change here. I'm going to, you know, that's the way it works. The people now in each state get to decide by their vote how things are in their state. That's the power of the people. Now, the people in California may not like it that the people in Mississippi don't want abortion. The people in Mississippi may not like it that the people in California are are ardently pro-choice. But that's too bad. You see, that's the way that's the way. Well, my my point is really that. It, it's obviously now uh, in the game, you know, the well, all across the United States. Here. It's just the way it is. It's going to be in the game and it'll be. Yeah. That's what I mean. So it's not just a, but it's not just a talking point for votes. It's something that's really happening and affecting yeah. uh, hundreds of millions of people. You know right what? Now. When you say it's in the game here, I kind of agree with you, but I kind of disagree with you because it will never be in the game in California. California is a Democrat run state. It's deep blue. It's always going to be a pro-choice state. Alabama is a deep red state. It's always going to be not pro-choice or more restrictions on it. So it really is settled. Most states here have it settled. Most states have it settled. Most purple to blue states have much more lenient laws when it comes to that. Much the central to red states have much more restrictive laws. And that's just the way it's going to be. So things really won't change state to state. All right. And believe me, in the year 2022, yes, someone could drive from Texas to Nevada and get an abortion. Or someone could buy a pill online and get abortion. There's no, there's no women in this country, and you won't be able to convince me otherwise. There's no women in this country who are going to be forced to have a child at any point during the 21st century. It's not going to happen. But you know, we can we can agree or disagree on that. And I'm glad it's more settled where you are. But I also know the fact of the matter is many. I don't know about your country. Many European countries have more restrictive abortion laws than many states in this country. I mean, the people here seem to think that it's abortion on demand throughout all of Europe. And I think you know that. That's not true. 
Yeah, as you say, um, it's kind of settled here, and essentially um, the first trimester in general is the... Um, but the answer to your original so, question, Greg, is no. <laughs> no one has hired me to do this show. Do you know if this guy has actually hired people to do shows? I don't, I don't think anyone... I don't according think anyone to a, a recent here. article... Does get paid on here? According to a recent article, the, the wording was that he struck deals with people. Oh, that's kind of so I don't know you what know, that you know, means. You don't do things for no reason. It's always money in this country. So it sounds like it. I mean, if you strike a well, deal, that sounds like money. He hasn't involved. come to me yet. He hasn't so, come to me. Uh, maybe you should. <laughs> I think when I, I think when I mentioned on the show that I voted for Obama twice and Bernie twice, uh, that might have eliminated me from, from from any employment from him. Is what I'm guessing. No, actually, your current rhetoric um, aligns very well with him. He, um, in the he's been around a while. He. When he was in college, he wrote a book about multiculturalism, but now he's just kind of changed that word to woke. And um, the kind of the same way you talk about woke is the way he does. So actually, I think your views might um, appeal to this right-wing billionaire. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, we'll see. I, I've been on this damn network for – I do this show five nights a week, and I've done it for about five or six months. So you'd think he would have heard about me by now, but – who knows? Who knows? Greg, thanks for calling. I All right. You. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. Really. Thank you. Okay. Um, that's Greg. Who's on? Who's next on the line? Who is this? Daniel, what's up? Yeah, Mike, I think your analysis about the abortion situation is spot on um, as far as it actually affecting anybody's um, life in this country. Um, it's it's going to have about as much effect as as Biden releasing from federal prison, everyone that's in there on a, on a pot uh, says, uh, uh, smoking charges. Let's hope, let's hope, you know, we, we do know that some of those people have much, are in there for much more, uh, uh, not violent, but they're larger offenses that were, you know, uh, bargaining down to lower offenses. So, you know, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there is nobody in federal prison for spot for smoking pot. Oh, yeah, pot. right. There's nobody in federal, right? There's nobody in federal prison just for smoking pot. But there are people in prison who'll be released who have it on their record as being in there for that. Because once again, right? Yeah. The, the point, yeah, right. yeah. The, the the point that I'm obviously trying to make here is that is that it, the um, when it comes to abortion, the actual consequences are going to yeah. be nil. It just like Biden releasing people from federal prison you know, on Daniel, charges, the consequences yeah, are going to be nil. It makes me laugh when people call in. They think I'm this incredible right winger. And then I say I voted for Obama twice and Bernie twice. And then they have to come up with something else. Yeah, Greg, 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 Greg seemed to be setting you up for something. And, um, um, wait a minute. <laughs> and there was nothing to set you up, up for. I, I, it was, I, you seem to be I want this Republican billionaire to, to hire me. Where is this guy? Are you out there? Hello? Are you out there, yeah. sir? Hello? Yeah. Yeah, Greg, Greg seemed uh, rather disappointed that you. Hey, were, I, uh, I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Me, <laughs> I'm disappointed yeah, for thank you, Mike. You very much. Thank you. How many shows yeah, I got to do on this fucking was, to get get hired? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, being being somebody for, for, um, on the left myself, um, and uh, all for bodily autonomy, which. Uh, the Democrats um, threw out the window and under the bus and backed the truck over, truck over it about past the buck, back the bus over it about 20 times during COVID. Um, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm still someone that's uh, strongly in favor of bodily autonomy for everybody. 
but what what gets me is when I hear people like Greg calling in, um, is is that they just they don't that they don't even entertain the other side's perspective, They're not even for a second, and and they and they speak. And when I was listening to Greg, I was hearing Greg speaking to you as though there is no argument on abortion and that and the people that that think that abortion should be restricted to some extent are, are just to be excused. They're not to be argued with. They're simply to be excused. That was the attitude that was coming from. And I find that really, really um, disturbing, really disturbing. So, you know, being, being somebody that considers um, himself liberal. And like I said, there aren't any liberals left on the Democratic Party. They're all illiberals. This is really, really um Greg illustrates it really well. It's it's that that there was you know I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not here to attack your callers, but <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, a good illu- it's just a good <laughs> it's just a good illustration of that of that illiberalness. And 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 on top of it, he, he he's he's attacking you. <laughs> he's he's trying to set you up for something. This was this was you know it's this ass backward world that we live in now with respect to the Democratic Party, and, and he thought that you may be a conservative possibly because you you, you now, now, now it's even hard for me to figure out because he thinks that you don't support the um yeah you don't support the uh, ukrainians in their war with russia so, and and if, if this was two, two years ago the traditional perspective of all liberals was anti-war and it didn't matter what war it was it was anti-war and and now we got you know it, it's just so ass backwards, and and they they're using it as this this Ukraine Russia war almost like a litmus test as as and, you know, and I know and I know right wingers who who own like radio stations and things like this and they would never allow eighty percent of the shows to be progressives on their party. What's he talking about? I mean, the guy would never allow eighty yeah. percent of the shows to be liberals if he wanted some extreme right wing broadcast network. <laughs> you know, if the guy's a billionaire, so, he could afford to hire ten of us, ten, ten, or ten, twelve Republicans, and put them all on, and no one else could do a show. <laughs> yep. So, so here we are in a world now where supporting war. Is is a liberal perspective? Well, is they call themselves liberal? They're not anymore. They're illiberals. But it's a democratic uh, party perspective now, supporting work. Whereas for the last what fifty fifty years, it's been totally the opposite. And they, and they pretend that as though, as though that transition from being anti-war to being pro-war, they they pretend as though it was just uh, um. As, as though nothing unusual happened. The, the, what, what, what are you talking about? The, 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 uh, the liberals have changed their perspective on war. <laughs> you know, it's just they seem to think it, that this transition was uh, seamless. It's just yeah, like, like, like a bunch of and, 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 and same thing with freedom yeah. of speech. Also, all of a sudden they have become these. T- I mean, if anything, liberals were, you know, it was one of their hugest issues. It's been our hugest issues for so many decades was freedom of speech, freedom of speech, you know, freedom of what we had in our libraries, freedom of what we could say on television, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now all they want to do is restrict it. And they pretend as, as though this is just some 
not, not, not only a natural progression, but as though no progression happened at all. Well, and I think that that's the thing. It's like, I think, especially, you know, it's easy when you're in Europe to complain about things. And I always love that. People live in Europe always complaining about things that happen in America. Well, I mean, that's why you're left, right? And he says he has this wonderful life. And a lot of people I know who are expatriates do have wonderful lives. They're glad to have left. I don't blame them. But I, I think, you know, we talked about the quality of life in Europe probably being a lot better on, on, on a lot of different fronts. But the fact matter is, is that you can't they have this view once again from the outside that it's just like okay the democrats are one way the republicans are another way they align more with the the left the right's evil and they have no clue as to the the genesis of us of people like you and me and the millions who are going to be voting in two weeks probably republican for the first time ever because of what has happened over the last three years here you know, it's like it's like it's like yeah, the lockdowns didn't matter. The wokeness doesn't matter. All this stuff doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We should we should just forget about it and just be good Democrats. The Democratic Party is I mean, I, don't, I can say this until I'm blue in the face, but they are no longer liberals. They are illiberals. And there is there is no reason to support them because they simply are not and never can be again the party that I once supported. They, and 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 what's worse, even if they tried, even if they tried to seg back into the party that they once were from a policy perspective, I will always know how Machiavellian these people are. And that is dangerous shit. Yeah. Yeah. The ends does not justify the means. And any part political party that thinks it does is willing to throw the individual under the bus. And they did that. They did that during COVID. They did it with my bodily autonomy. They did it with your bodily autonomy, with everybody's bodily autonomy right. in and this you country. Not, you and I have made that point that once you've done that, I don't want to hear about your abortion anymore. I don't want to hear about the bodily autonomy exactly. of women anymore. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, abortion is some women's issue at right. this point and, and, some, and some men's issue. It's not my issue right. anymore. It was something that I was very passionate about for a long time. And I was very passionate about it because I thought someday I may need this protection by bodily autonomy. And that day, yep, came, that, and those that day came people, over a year those, ago and they right, were nowhere to be right. found. Not only the Democratic Party, but those very, very those people. Who, who you, you, you did this, and I did this too for that reason. They didn't back us up, did they? They stabbed us right in the back. Stabbed us right in the back with, and over something. I mean, it would have been one thing. I mean, still, I still would not have agreed with that, not even close, because there's far more fundamental reasons that forcing people to get vaccines, um, especially emergency use authorization, authorized vaccines, is, is freaking immoral, in particular for this particular disease. It is so immoral. But even if these vaccines had done the job that they were advertised to have done in January of, of over, over, over a year ago, even then, even then, I would be I would be saying, you know, this this is this this is this is crazyville. This is this is this is just nuts. This is not the way that this is not what my Democratic Party would ever have supported. Yeah, just to this is Michael Schellenberger put up a a poll for over two years. The media have insisted that woke policies had nothing to do with rising crime. It turns out that voters, including the majority of Democrats, don't believe them, and rightly so. So the poll is: Do you think? The increase in crime is a fault of woke policies at, with or other factors. And Democrats, 52% of Democrats said woke policies 
60% of independents had woke policies and 75% GOP. So 64%, two out of every three people say woke policies have to do with the increase in crime, not other factors, directly woke policies. And once again, oh, in that 40, yeah, in that, in that 48% of Democrats that, that aren't saying that it does, they know it does. Well, yeah, of course. But the fact of the matter is that really shows why so many people are leaving the Democratic Party and so many people who have never voted Republican before are going to vote for Republicans in two and a half weeks because things like this. Right. Because they become these because they become these Machiavellian um, ends justifies the means, illiberals that are willing to just destroy every institution in this country. And they don't even know what they're for. They're right. fighting for They don't even know what their ideology is anymore. They have gone off the deep end with with this gender bullshit and and with forcing people to get vaccines that they don't need when it's the world's shittiest vaccine ever. And 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 for and for a disease that has so little consequence, no consequence for healthy people. They just they went batshit crazy. And and yeah, it's all Trump derangement syndrome that drove them there. And, And it's it is the. We will. I hope we never see, but I, I fear we do. And this is because of, of issues that we talked about the other night. I hope we never see a, a mass psychological event like this again, because we can't take this much more. Well, we can't take it much more. And I think that when you have, you also have a party, but it's it's more than just. And we've talked about this. It's more than just what's happened. It's the fact that they won't admit failure, and they want to do the same thing over again, like Biden's so-called plan for the next pandemic, as though it's going to happen in the next two years, if even last two years, um, is that, and for a guy, for a guy to come up with this plan, we know he doesn't come up with a plan. His fucking people who work for him come up with this ridiculous Fakakta plan. But for them to come up with a plan that would only be instituted if Biden was president is showing that they think this is going to happen again in the next two years, or they're hoping, like, again, they're hoping for another tragedy. They're hoping for Hoping they're they're going to make it happen. So much of of the the COVID uh, um, pan, so called pandemic w- was constructed. Yes, th- yes, there's a, a a virus out there, SARS CoV two, and yes, in some very sick and very old people, it contributes to their deaths, just like colds contribute to people's deaths. But most of most of this most of the so called pandemic was a manufactured issue, and yeah, they can manufacture one anytime they want and they're just they're gonna they're gonna time it they're gonna say oh people forgotten enough by now they're not gonna they're not gonna do it in six months because people are gonna be wary and they're gonna say another virus oh yeah we're not suspicious yeah but give them two years they, they may be well, able let me to tell you something this is ridiculous years. and once again after all we've seen after we know that lockdowns didn't work and the vaccine shit his policy his policy with the next quote unquote yeah. pandemic is four months of lockdowns minimum and a rush vaccine the guy's a fucking idiot. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Whether, whether, whether the vaccines work or not, just like the, the shit that we have that people are calling vaccines now, whether they work or not, they're going to lock you yeah. down for the sake of trying to get things under control when a vaccine gets there, when a vaccine is produced. And it, it's not going to matter whether the vaccine is effective. It's not going to matter whether it stops transmission. It's not going to matter that, that it has any real consequences to, to for any specific age group. It's none of it's going to matter. All it's going to matter is that that they they're going to force you to get it, uh, and and they'll be they'll be laying right. the groundwork to try to head off to head off where the paths that so many of us right. took to avoid getting this vaccine vaccination. That's what they're going to be doing over the next few years 
they're going to be saying, okay, how can we stop people? How can, how can we get resistors like Daniel and Mike to get these vaccines? How can we force them to do this? They're going to be laying yeah, the groundwork for doing that. That will restrict, our, that yeah. will restrict our, our ability to get driver's license or real ID right. cards or fly right. or even go right. to the freaking grocery yeah. store. Yeah, that's what they're going to that's 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 their plan. If we do not hold them accountable, if we do not say never the again. CDC, after all we know now, and after they just freaking apologized a month ago for being so wrong, comes out and says we recommend children get this poison. It's absolutely insane. And of course, the left wing media then says, well, the right wing people are lying. No, 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 no. This doesn't mean anything we mandated. Why are they lying? Why are they such conspiracy theorists when they know they fucking damn well know? Especially in blue states, and what everything the, the CDC has said and, over the last three years, they have followed to a T, to a T. And, and listen to the yeah, and listen to the language that they're using. They're saying this hasn't been mandated, as though a mandate has any legal, any legal authority to begin with. They're already giving up authority to these bullshit yeah. mandates, as though they have any of, the, as though these mandates have any legal yeah. authority. The only reason this crap happened in California and blue states where they're able to shut us down so much was because private businesses just went along with it. They were afraid. They were afraid to be the ones that stood out and said, oh, we don't care. We don't care if people could get sick. It doesn't matter that that's not what was going to happen. They just didn't want to be seen as people that didn't care. So businesses closed down all over the place just for the, just for, for the sake of not appearing like they yeah. don't care. There's, there's, there was no, you weren't really ever required to shut down your yes, fucking and, business. And just, just I want to while you're on here. So, just talking about the CDC and the vaccine to children. This is these are just certain VARS data. Justin Hart, also a good account on on Twitter, um, put up a few of these VARS side effects that are on there now. This is once again, this is actually VARS data. This is not just made up stuff. Mommy, make a stop. 11-year-old female, five minutes post-first. You see this? Yeah. Mommy, mommy, make a stop, said the 11-year-old girl. Five minutes post-first dose. Said she couldn't hear. Said she couldn't feel her ears. Lost consciousness. Came to two to five minutes later. Had a seizure for five minutes. Screamed for mommy to make it stop. Five-year-old girl, Arizona. Four days post-dose Pfizer. Five days in hospital. COVID-19 plus. October vax four weeks later. MISC. Pete had acute, acute COVID-19 in October 2021, got a first COVID-19 vaccine on November 12, 2021, started having fever four days later and was admitted two days later to the hospital with a cardiac issue. Ten-year-old girl, Arkansas, 41 days post-first dose fiber, two days in the hospital, ketoacidosis, type 1 diabetes, mellitus, do you know what this is, mellitus polycuria? Child began deep thirst and urination on January 10th, rushed to the hospital on January 11th and subsequently diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Seven-year-old boy, Tennessee, 43 days post-Pfizer in hospital, uh, lymphodentis, conjunctivitis, strawberry tongue. This is one thing after another. I mean, it's hard to read these things. It really is. It really is. Yeah, there's, there, there's a, a number of Twitter accounts that used to go through and pick out the um, really solid VAERS cases and post them on Twitter. I, I had to, to unfollow them because it was getting so painful to see case after case after case that that the t- the timing was right, the symptoms were right, the it's it would be hard to explain otherwise. 
um, it, um, if not for the vaccine, these, this sudden onset of these in, in healthy young people, the sudden onset of the, the symptoms and, and the constellation of symptoms that they had, I just had to, unf- I mean, I, I don't like turning away from, from stuff like this. I, I'm a fighter when it comes to my, my, my natural disposition, but I had to unfollow these Twitter accounts because it was just, it was a barrage of of these ver accounts that just one after another after another after mm-hmm. another and and you just and, and nobody's nobody seems to care and our government seemed to they just turned their back they turned their back on on people reporting these adverse events in a legion a legion number of, of adverse events and they just turning well, their well, back. Well, you on. said maybe two, Daniel. And, saying, and all of yeah. a sudden they're saying, ah, yeah. bears, we can't right. trust bears. You know, Daniel, when, 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 for, for, since bears has, has been in existence, everybody, everyone, everyone that studied bears data knew that you multiplied it by about a factor of 20 to get the true Absolutely. number of adverse yes. events. Now, now they're just saying, ah, we can't trust bears. Yeah. Well, even when there's thousands, even when the number of adverse events hits this hockey hockey stick shaped curve, you know, at 2020, it's going along at this really, really, really minimal level from all the other vaccines that we, that we, that we take in this country. And all of a sudden we get to 2020 and 2021 and boom, shoots up like a hockey stick. And people are saying, oh, don't pay attention to bears. And you, you and, and you're using a sports reference means it's really intense. You know, usually we don't get that from you. But anyway, but I do want to say one thing you said a few days ago, which was about the uh, the states not instituting this latest, not 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 listening to this latest recommendation the way they have all the others. And you might be right, because Tennessee, although it's a red state, Tennessee had it in there uh, that they usually will go along with the CDC when it comes to the schedule of vaccines. But they said this one, the governor came out and said this one, they're not putting in. So you might be right. Maybe maybe most states will not listen to the CDC with this latest recommendation. Let's hope that's the case, right? Yeah, there's our, there's already a number of lawsuits um, with respect to this. Uh, and um, yeah, the, the, you know, I think my statement the other day was was made as a general statement, and that is that I think most states um, that the, the um, CDC's recommendation from yesterday isn't going to change anything with respect to requirements at public schools. It's not. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, they may try to make it happen, but I think in most states it's simply not going to happen. Maybe maybe they'll be able to, but we live in a very blue state. And it, of, of those states that it could possibly happen in, we're in it. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, no. There's, there's states like New York. New York, though, is, is, you know, hopefully they might have a Republican governor in two and a half weeks. Hopefully. Hopefully. Lee Zeldin yeah. has now moved ahead of Kathy Holcomb in the latest poll. He was 24 points behind a few months ago. So hopefully. I mean, t- yeah. you know, I, 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 it, we'll talk about this more as we get close to the eighth, but to have a a Republican having any chance, especially post-Trump in New York State, shows right there shows how many Democrats are switching. It couldn't happen. A Republican can't win in New York State unless Democrats vote for them. So right there, are those extreme right-wing Trumpers? No, they're people who are sick and tired of what's going on with the Democrats now. 
So, yeah, yeah it, it was easy. It was easy for a lot of people to continue denying the consequences of the the medical tyranny that we've been under for for the last um, two and a half years. It was pretty easy for them to decide up until most of the population started learning and it started sinking in that uh, the vaccines that they're trying to force on everybody, um, force on kids at risk of not getting their education, force on uh, adults um, at risk of not being able to feed themselves and their families. Um, from when, when people started realizing that these vaccines are as shitty as they are, I think that's when started. That's when the red wave reemerged. Yes, after it looked like after it looked like it subsided yeah. a little bit, then that became very clear to everybody, and it became very clear that they were sold a freaking bill of goods, and they gave up their rights, and that uh, was the cost was giving up yeah. their fundamental rights. Another, another state which could go Republican is Oregon, another state where it's impossible. For, where I think a Republican has been governor there in how many years? 30, 40 years, thirty-five years. Another state where it's, it's absolutely impossible for a Republican can win to win unless Democrats cross over and vote for them. So we're seeing it everywhere. You know where we're not seeing it? Daniel, you and I live in the most disgustingly uh, left-wing lunatic state in the country. California is the only state, really the only state at the 50 right now, where a, Demo- where a Republican can't win statewide. Statewide. That's how crazy this state is. Yeah. New York and Oregon, they'll go, they'll go red. But no, California, never, never. As you know, Newsom has no real opposition. Yeah, it, it's it's possible though that even um, that the that if California doesn't go red, that it could. And, and I'm not even saying I shouldn't even say could. I think what will happen um, is, is that California won't go red, but they will um, eliminate woke politics identity politics, so-called progressive politics um, from the Democratic Party. The, the, it's, it's just dragging down the state. Um, it's dragging down our city in San Francisco. Um, we're, 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 seeing, we're seeing record numbers of people keep leaving the city and businesses, big businesses keep leaving the city. And all London Breed can do is cry and try to um, uh, disparage these people's character like like Musk for, for for pulling out, and there's been a number of other uh, tech businesses that pulled out, and all she can do is try to disparage them for looking out for, for looking after their business, um, and and um, and that's not going to work. And people people are going to keep leaving this state as long as these identity politics and as long as these very very restrictive um, existences they keep enforcing at forcing on us this this really. Um, insidious way that they're getting into our lives and every aspect of our lives. It's, I mean, that's not what liberals were about. Liberals were about back to talking about um, Greg once again. This was, this is not what liberals traditionally have been about. They weren't about launching wars uh, halfway across the world. They weren't about restricting freedom of speech. They weren't getting into every little aspect of our lives. That was what the moral majority of the 1980s, right. the so-called moral majority movement that the A's was about. We and the Democrats have become this. I mean, they they were so the, the moral majority were so Puritan, like, you know, trying to restrict everyone's behavior. The Democrats of the last three years make those 
make the Puritans themselves look as though they were party animals. (laughs) That's 100% correct. And you know what? London Breed can disparage. I hope she disparages me one day. You know, if that if that right wing, supposed right wing CEO of call in hires me, I could actually leave San Francisco. So this is going to be my plea. My plea to that, my plea to him, my plea to the CEO of the network I'm on, please hire me so I can get out of this crazy house. But, 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 but is this guy even hiring people? Who knows? This could be totally totally made up. You know, you know that, you know, people do look, people with Trump derangement syndrome make things up, you know, they, 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 so who knows? I I have no idea. It could, it could be true. It may not be true. I'm going to take Greg for his word. He's listening again. I don't want to be mean to Greg. Nice guy in Europe. I'm going to, you know, take him at his word. But, you know, I've never heard from the guy. So I'm still stuck here in San Francisco, along with you, Daniel, and some others. So what are you going to do? We're, 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 we're stuck in California. We're stuck living under the, 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 the dictatorship of the hair gel king, the king of the hair gel. And, uh, and that's the way it's going to be for a while. Yeah, but London Breed can dispatch people all she wants because they love doing that. You know, they love doing that, these left wingers. They love blaming everyone but themselves. Like she'll blame the CEOs for leaving. Not her policies that have driven up crime, driven the economy in the shitter, all that stuff. Biden wants to blame. Biden's going around blaming gas station owners. <laughs> He's such a moron. How does the president of the United States not know how this works? He thinks they're making these huge profits. Yeah, they make like 10, 15 cents on the gallon. They have, they have, their numbers, they have to charge more because it's costing them. Does, he not, does this guy not get it? They have to charge more because they have to pay more for the gas? He doesn't get this? He doesn't understand this. So he'd rather blame oil and gas companies. They love blaming these big corporate boogeymans, boogeymen and women when they are responsible for things. This is a constant narrative. Another reason why I'm no longer a Democrat, this constant narrative of blaming everyone. They, and they don't just blame corporations. And co- during COVID, they blame the people, right? The unvaccinated masses. Oh, it's the, the unvaccinated are killing everybody. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. They blame corporations, they blame CEOs, they blame mom and pop businesses, they blame poor people, everything but themselves. And I'm tired of it. Yeah, thanks for reminding me of the vaccine, that pandemic of the, the unvaccinated. Wasn't that something, wasn't that, wasn't that a, I mean, I've never seen as big a moral failing from our government in, in our lifetime than when they, when they were promoting that. Um, that did was it, just, did our that dementia was, patient in chief? Ever apologize for that? But of course not. No, no, of course not. Yeah, and he won't because he he can barely stay awake as it is. Incredible! That was incredible seeing him fall asleep in the middle of an interview, with the report out to be like, "Hello, hello, Joe, Joe, wake up, wakey, wakey, wakey." I mean, it's I, yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> it's so sad. You can laugh about it. We're it's gonna. Sad. Yeah, we're going to be seeing that and more. Well, two more years. <laughs> in other words, the guy will be two, from now. He'll be two years older from now. Two years from now, he'll be two years older and still be president. He can't stay awake at 78, yeah, yeah, 79. Yeah. What's going to happen when he's 81? Oh, my God. I don't This is just. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be weakened at Brandon. Yeah, he's going to sure. run. This guy's going to run for president again, right? How big of a joke is that? <laughs> How big of a joke? And, and, and that's what made that's what made that video clip. All the more funny is because that's what they're talking about at the moment is running for president in 2024. And here he is falling off 
he 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 could have been having a stroke at that moment. For all, for all, you know, it would it would have made a. Well, we know he could. Sense. Biden can have, like I said, we've seen Fetterman. Biden can have a stroke and he could talk like this, and they vote for him. These people are just people exactly. are idiots. Daniel, thank you. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, um, you got to get a movie review. Review. No, Sorry. you know, it was such a crazy week this week with politics and sports. I didn't get out to the movies. I apologize. But what I will, what I do want to see, I do want to see a couple of them. I want to see uh, Tar about the uh, composer um, with Kate Blanchett. That I, that I want to see. And I also want to see um, a few others. I know Tar is the big one that I, that I need to get out and see. So next week, next Friday, I'll have a movie review. Next, you know what? You know what I suggest now, Daniel? I suggest that everyone this weekend and next weekend stream horror films. Right? It's Halloween, isn't it? Yeah, I can't do oh, that. Oh, I forgot. That. You, have a, you, have, you have PTSD <laughs> with horror films. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, forgot. yeah, yeah. A, 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 a soy boys. Hey, that, that one's going out to you, Joe, if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait. Joe, hey, Joe hasn't appeared all week. I told him he could call back, and he hasn't appeared the yeah. entire week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, you, you've, you've uh, listened to my babbling. Right. I know. I'm going to make it to Vlad before. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Vlad. Vlad, how are you, Vlad? Well, man, it's good. It's good to hear you, Mike. Good to hear you too. In a while, what what I was going to tell you is, remember the Dwayne Rock uh, Johnson movies coming out came out today officially on Thursday, actually. Black Black Adam. Uh, Black Adam, and I think what he he had an influence on it because. Originally, Black Adam's supposed to become a villain, but here he's like a he's like a superhero, and he didn't want nothing to do with with Shazam, because Shazam they made it out to be like a teeny popper movie, so they kind of killed this. So I don't know how that's going to Black work Adam out. a very big comic book? I've never heard of it. I'm not a comic book guy. It it, it was it was in the same family of comic books with Shazam. Oh, Shazam. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, yeah. So so Black Adam is before Shazam. The problem is Black Adam when he became a villain instead of a superhero. Ah, I gotcha. I gotcha. But, how, but it, it, Rock is playing a villain? He usually doesn't. Well, here it's more like a superhero. But you know what? I want to reserve opinion because I really well, want to I, see I, it. I, I, me too. I, go see I, I, never, I never judge things like some people. I, I, might, I might go see it on yeah. Sunday. Like I, I hear there's kind of a political goes. bent to it also. So we'll see if that's true or not, you know. You know what? I'll be honest too. Regarding, I just finished watching on online Halloween Ends, the last yes. Halloween series. Yes. You know, and it, I'll be honest, I, it sucked. It said it said it was going to have a strong <laughs> political message, and I think they rewrote I heard the, the whole film, thing. Well, most most Halloween um, movie aficionados hate it. Yeah, yeah. They, they they try to they try to bring someone else to take over. It looked like somebody was like uh, into Michael Myers. You, <laughs> you mean know? the next Michael Myers? Uh, the, the, you mean the next one? Yeah, he was really, and he was like, he could have, but no. It's like he ended up being killed. But you got to see it, but you're not going to like it. I would say leave it for DVD rental on Redbox. Look, I've, I've seen, I've seen a few pay. of the Halloween. I've not, I haven't seen all of them. I'm not a, I'm not a Halloween aficionado, yeah. but I've seen a few of them, and nothing compares to John Carpenter's original Halloween. Nothing compares. Yeah, there there's we nothing go. in that. There we go. Usually, I try to find a movie theater that usually there's a movie theater uh, who shows it, 
here in San Francisco. Most big cities uh-huh. usually have a movie theater that show Halloween every Halloween. I can't seem to find one. I usually try to see it annually because I love it on the big screen. It's a great horror film. And uh, what I've heard about this last Halloween is that, is it true that Michael Myers isn't even in it that much? No, not at the beginning. He doesn't come out to, to like the middle of a movie because it has to build up. It, that's why they wasted so much time. I mean, if you're going to do like under a one hour and, and a half film, damn, do a good ass film, you know? Well, like it's going to matter. It's like the last time we're going to see Michael Myers on silver screen before he dies. Yeah, who you knows? Know? So I, I would have said just, just go all out. You know, let him slash everybody that he can just before he goes to hell, you know, (laughs) (laughs) just before he knows literally, I don't want to ruin it for you, but there's a scene where just before he dies on the, in the kitchen table (laughs) that he does the, are you familiar with the, uh, uh, Freemasonry, the, the bafflement sign, you know, the upside down hand, one hand raised up. Yeah. He does something like that as Jamie Lee Curtis is, is, is is taking care of him, you know, killing him. And and stuff. So they they throw in some Satanism in there immediately. I don't know if people caught that. It's it's it was part of the film. I think that's like probably one of the best parts. But they could have done better because he didn't do enough yeah. killing. That's what. I heard. And they you know, usually you for, can usually you can rely on the big Halloween aficionados who have seen all the all, all the films. Usually when they tell you something's pretty good, it's worth seeing. And usually when they tell you, and most of them say this is real a real disappointment. There's actually a guy on Twitter. And he's like, he has like his account is Michael Myers, and he writes about all the Halloween stuff. And he said it was incredibly disappointed, very incredibly disappointing. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. that. Yeah. In fact, I, I kind of I was watching it online and I kind of just let it go, and I was like, I can't believe it's this bad for a last movie. It should have been over two hours. It should have gone all yeah. out. Yeah. I- I, I All like, out, I, meaning if you're going to go to hell, you want to make sure you take at least some with you. I you am know a what fan, I mean? I am a fan <laughs> of the, screen, this, this, the uh, scream queen, Jamie Lee Curtis. I've always loved, I've always loved okay. her, in fact. I've always loved her. Her father you know, was great, I'm, too. Her father, Tony Curtis, and, you know, she's great. So I, I've, huh? always, I've always liked her. I, I've always thought she was a, a really good actress. She's actually a really good comedic actress, too. She's made some comedies that are pretty good. So I do like Jamie Lee Curtis, you yeah. know, but... But it's Halloween, yeah. you know, so it's time to, you know, see some yeah, exactly see some horror film, you know, and but you know it's gonna be a difficult. So I would recommend if you could see it for cheap when yeah. it comes out on it's it's under Universal Studios yeah. obviously. So whenever it comes out as a just you, you know see it rental for three or four dollars. Don't don't waste big ticket. It's are you not gonna go worth in, it. Go watch on Halloween. Are you gonna go as go Biden or 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 Zelensky or uh, or Putin? <laughs> I wanted to go as fat Trudeau. <laughs> well, you know what? That's a great idea to go with, go with Trudeau uh, in blackface. That's what we need to do. We need to all do that. Go with Trudeau in blackface and put it all over, put it all over Twitter. Oh, I can't stand that guy. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to. As I wrap up the show, I don't want to be. I don't want to get angry again. But I think uh, about like, like I tell Canadians, I love you, but I hate your prime minister. Oh well, yeah, you know, like the people. You, <laughs> I love Canadians so much. I mean, I, I got to meet a lot. People usually of love Americans, but hate the president, right? So that's, yeah, <laughs> it's the same. But but right, right here, I'm like Canadians. I you know what? I think we're right around the corner. Did you see? Oh, by the way, before the show, did you see Sweden elected a conservative? No, I didn't Sweden. know about that one. To Sweden, be no. of all countries, elected now. Okay. Conservative, the most feminist country on the face yeah. of the earth. From what I, I think we're very, very close <laughs> to be having. We'll have a conservative. We'll have a conservative president here, and I think 
Canada will elect the next the next prime minister they elect will be. Oh, I, I sure hope so. They they need something better. But this dictator, uh, commissar, new some ditches on this not it's uncalled for. I was gonna ask you, Mike, uh, what do you think of what do you think of Tuss with? I, I I know she wasn't fit for office, but what do you think? She did she leave too early? She, she the kitchen got too hot for her to handle. What who, happened? Who? Liz Truss, Tuss. Oh, uh, I think it is up there. You know where in, has I haven't seen him here all week? Where's Iggy? Iggy usually comes on. He could tell us. Hopefully next week, Iggy from London will come back on and tell us what's going on there. Yeah. She lasted a month and a half. <laughs> you know, what UK's a joke. having a lot of the Conservative Party there is being is, is bad yeah, you, now. The Tories UK's are bad. having a lot of trouble. They're actually talking about Boris Johnson coming back. That's a rumor. Can you believe that? Is that even possible? Can it's they possible. do that? Is they can that allow you if they want? I guess if you're a citizen. But I mean, it's it's you know they they shit. I'll fix that country. I'll yeah. fix their country. Just pay me well and but uh, you know? it's ridiculous. That's I don't know what happened there. I don't I don't know what happened. I know she did that thing. Remember, she wanted to cut the taxes for the wealthy corporations or something. She wanted to cut taxes, yeah. and everyone was like, "No, you can't do that. That'll help. That'll help the economy too much." And and uh, and then she's gone. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Iggy, are you out there? Calling yeah, you. Come, please come back from Mars. Iggy, are you out there, brother? Please come back from yeah, Mars. We should, we should do a mind you know? meld. Try to get him to come back in because I'd like to know. I like. <laughs> I I I've seen him a couple of times this week, but I think he's been out. You know, just listening, and, and I asked him some question. I left him a question regarding exactly what I had asked you regarding uh, Listra. And and he said it's all rigged, but I'm like, no, I didn't want to hear that. I really wanted to hear you. Yeah, you take exactly on it. But exactly. I, but I guess he's been he's been busy. But I like to hear him. Like just like I like to hear all lefties and you know, especially the ones I get a, get along with and, and love and care. And but I I didn't see uh, Iggy this week. Not that not as much. Yeah, so hopefully we'll find happen. So but, I hope he's doing yeah, good. You know, I, I really think that, like we've talked about, I think I think people are now learning about the left right now and how how authoritarian they are and how how dictatorial they are. And I think that is really leaning, le- making people vote more conservative now, just like will happen here in this country in a couple of weeks. So I think that's happening around the world now. I think we're seeing that around. You you know what is what is the big fear? And I, and I don't fear right here in America. Well, you, I know it's got to go right, to be honest. But in just what happened in Italy a couple of weeks ago with Georgia. Yes. Nelino, yes. I think it is. And, and they're, they are scared yes. right now because they know they're going to get a strong wave of conservatism. Yeah. Going to, as a backlash against all the authoritarian right. well, that happens. those Europeans went that's what with. People, you know? gonna, people, yeah. people are going to elect the opposite of what, you know what I'm saying? That's the, the, the critique of what's happened to them, especially when it's so yeah. bad. When, when, they've been, when they've been tortured for the last three years, they're going to go 180 degrees the other way. That's just human nature, you know? And I don't think, look, I don't know enough about her. I don't, from what I've heard of her, she doesn't seem like an extreme right-wing lunatic. She just talks common sense. But but of course the 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 news media she was related to oh, Mussolini please. she's got she's a of course, fascist of course she's another yeah. Trump okay what about when in the next few years when Marine Le Pen wins oh she's well, a right wing uh, troll she's she's a she's a fascist yeah. you know like every come conservative on. woman every you know, conservative woman that runs is a female Trump right they all say that they all say that you know. Where are all the feminists for for women? They're about women <laughs> no, in power. Where are all the feminists? I I call them out. I call them out they on their be, bullshit. Yeah. I, they 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 elected. You just told me. You informed me. Thank you, Mike. Regarding Sweden, Sweden electing their first women woman conservative. Where are all the feminists right here? I thought they were about the women. You know. Oh, oh. In fact, I'm gonna throw it out there. Matt Walsh. What is a woman? I'm gonna yeah, throw it out there. What a is woman, a woman? You're only black if you're a Democrat. If you only if you. <laughs> 
That's it. It only counts if you're just like you're only a Latino if you're a Democrat. It doesn't matter. It's so ridiculous. Wow. Vlad, thanks for the call. Have a good weekend. Uh, All right. You too, man. Right. Take care. Weekend. Yeah, I really wish that uh, I really wish that Iggy would call in. Hopefully next week, and we'll learn more about what's going on in in the UK because I have being 18 days out in the election. Figuring out what's going on here, and you know, keeping a tabs on what's going on here. So I'm not sure, but that was a shock. She was prime minister for six weeks. Is that the shortest term ever? It's got to be one of them. Yeah. All right. So we've had a good show. I want to thank my callers. I want to say once again, especially for the first time listeners, I do this show Monday night to Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. out there in UK. And uh, Monday night through Friday night. So make sure you listen. I want to thank all my callers. I want to thank who called in. Was it Daniel, Vlad, and Greg? Thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. Thank you for everyone for listening. Uh, the show is and Let's Be Heard. And remember, always remember, this tagline is going to expire in 18 days. Vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. See you right back here Monday night.